Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the award-winning Long Run Livestream and Podcast, brought to you by the 40 Rounds Running Community and our sponsors, Sketches. Pop along to sketches.co.uk and check out all their great deals. Hope you're all well. I'm Ian Wilkerson. Tonight, I'm joined by a star-studded crew, Chris Ford, Ben Slater, Alan Bowley. We're going to be chatting about all sorts of stuff. We're going to talk, we're going to go over um, the marathons of the last couple of weeks, particularly London last week, which Ben and Chris completed. And um, then we're going to talk about those post-marathon blues, that post-race stuff. You've done your race and you're feeling a bit down. What's the best way to get out of that? And related to that, how are you going to plan over the summer, like a few weeks, like mini plans, things like that, good ideas to keep you going for your next block in the autumn when it all goes again. Like I say, it's lovely to see you all. And Chris, how are you, mate? All good? Uh, yeah, evening, everyone. I'm just checking that we're on Facebook. <laughs> yes, that's the point. While Chris is doing that, please, if you're on, he's going to put a link up, hopefully, fingers crossed, and we can put, um, so if you can um, join the link, then we can see who you are. So you're yeah, the interest Facebook user. We've got your name and everything. I, like think that. We, I, think, I think we're good. I am very well, thank you very much. And... Uh, I said it on Monday, and I'll say it again quickly uh, here. Thanks to everybody who uh, messaged me, uh, liked me, uh, the, the posts, uh, commented uh, from the race vlog that we did and, and on Instagram and on Facebook and, and everywhere, really, all the love that we got, uh, me personally, but everybody else as well um, for 40 runs. Uh, just wanted to say a big thank you at the front end. And actually, a bit, bit related to uh, sketches, got to give them a shout-out because – Someone messaged me and said that the Go Run Ride 11 is on the UK website, which is a bit of a right, thing. Okay. It's a really, really good shoe. It's like one of those shoes that you can like wear the Tesco's, do three or four miles, then get back in the car and like walk the dog. It's one of those. It's it's so comfortable and it's a really good daily trainer. And that's actually on the UK website. Um, someone messaged me to tell me. So, um, yeah, I've got to give a bit of love. I, I had me sketches. I had, a, I had me ride 10s and I walked around London watching everybody on um, – Sunday in them, great shoe for um, oh, even just getting out and about and, uh, you know, watching your mates slog their way through 26.2 miles in the pouring rain in the capital. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a bit wet, uh, I would say that. At one point, um, I mean, Ben knows more than me because he, he come really unstuck with it, is that uh, everyone put their hands up, the race stopped for momentarily and we was like, oh, sugar, what's happened here? And then we realised that people didn't want to run through a puddle. And and then Ben, is that the one you got wet at, Ben? Yeah, it was. That was the one we went up on the curb, and a guy cut in front between you and me got up on the curb and stopped dead. And so I ended up slipping off the curb into the middle of the puddle that we were trying to avoid and soaked through. But, but this wasn't in the depths of the industrial estate of Mudshoe, was it? Where was this? This was like um, Greenwich. This was Cutty Sutton. Yeah, this was around Cutty Sutton. Oh, the biggest, the what, the biggest hairpin that you're going to go around on the whole course. Yeah, and somebody didn't want to go puddle. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't understand because my my feet were already wet by the time I got round there, so well, it was right. just it was just madness. But you know, you know, I was trying to. Say, I've got to give a, a thanks to everybody who's watching live. Um, Hello, everybody. Get your comments in on the the chat thing. We'll come on to those questions, whatever it be about whether it's what to do next, uh, ideas for you know what you should be doing, when and how to get. If you've got any like contributions in terms of how to get over the blues but also like what you should be doing next um stick the stuff in there any questions for any of us please feel free to use it if you're listening to this as a podcast welcome slow down take it easy um <laughs> tell all your mates about us so yeah there you go uh what's this uh, what's this a uh, 40 round summer barbecue yeah come along to the um i don't know who that is by the way uh, use the link uh, we've got the uh, Pink Picnic is going to be back at the South End Half Marathon, which is on the 10th of June. June uh, yeah, 11th. Yeah. Um, so even if you're not running, come along to that. Uh, the guys at South End put on a great show. And uh, last year was a big success, I would say. Wasn't it, Al? That was Pretty great. Much was, yeah. There wasn't... When you got to the after party, if such a thing exists, there wasn't anyone else other than someone dressed in pink. I think we just kind of just took mm. over the floor. Mm. It was that little running club. I can't remember where it was in yellow. It had about four people next to us. They just gave up, didn't they? And went home. I <laughs> can't compete with this mob. Yeah, so, this, this mob. We're all there, aren't we? Are we there? Ben, you doing Southend? I am indeed. We are going sub 145 with. Uh, oh, here we go. We're taking a big Ben down, aren't we? Big we're ben, taking a yeah. big fella down. Chelmsford Part Two, right? Yeah, oh, we're going to ruin him. He still ate him from the last time. <laughs> he did, and Chris said that, not me. I've Ben's going to fuel for this one. He's told me so. Battle of the Bens. Yeah, and we'll get Ben is running there as well. See who wins. We're ta- we're, we're going to take Big Ben. I'm just going to go behind him and just draft <laughs> off of him the whole way, and then yeah, well, you could film it. You know, we could do it sort of like live action, couldn't we? You know, the Battle of the Bens. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I yeah. can't wait. I think it's going to be, as always, South End weekend's always a great weekend. Um, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a great community. Yeah, I couldn't do it last year because I had a bit of a knock, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll be good fun. So if you're, if you're thinking about, if again, looking forward, which is what we want to do on this show tonight, if you're looking for a race and you're able to travel, willing to travel, um, you know, the South End, it's, you know, it's, it's off in the sticks a little bit, but it's a really good race. It's a, it's a good vibe. It's small. It's all for charity, which is great fun. You run up and down the seafront. If it's a lovely day, it's, it's a fantastic um, event. It's well organised, well supported. And, yeah, and then we get the pink barbecue after. Um, talking of that, the other one with the other one is we've got the pink barbecue and we've got the Great North Run. So if you can't get to the pink barbecue, then the Great North Run this year, uh, we've got big, big plans for that. I've also already spoken about briefly about shakeout run at the great north run which we're trying to um really build um yeah something on um so stand by for announcements plans around that for the great north run that will be on saturday um we're trying to really put something cool together for you guys to to if you you know can get to that as well so that should be fun uh so yeah so you got the pink picnic and then we've got the Great North Run as well. So that's that's two really, it's really cool things that are it's coming. Yeah, it's all happening. And I think, yeah, it's just, uh, well, the, it's just the club's gone bananas. Like, I was um, talking to my mum and she was saying uh, that, that, that it's just it's just mental at the moment. Like, mental, how many people are joining. So I think, I think fueled by, you know, what people see and, and all the stuff that's going on within the club, and the community, I think people are just getting on board. I think, you know, it does obviously help. Some people are just joining because they want to get involved in the club ballot for the um, four places. Well, unless they change the system, I've got no idea whether they will at the moment. You know, they want to be a part of that because, you know, the, the ballot's open for the London Marathon at the moment. But in a way, you got you have got like probably a better chance in, in the club ballot if you're an affiliated runner. Um, so... Let's see what happens there. So, yes, yeah, the club's just gone even more bananas than it is usually. Um, and, and we've yeah. got another couple of satellites starting up, haven't we? Yeah, this is the thing. You know, we've got the satellite groups all over the place as well. We've got Brighton, we've got East um, East London, and we've got them starting. And it's just it's just crazy. It's just, you know, we'll give a big shout out to Hayden. Obviously, he's not on today, but he's the driving force behind that. But these things don't happen without the amazing people who put these groups and clubs and social gatherings on, um, you know, 
and, and, and it doesn't happen without that. So, yeah, it's amazing to see. And, and as I said to you, it's um, it's just incredible to see see what's what's going on within the club and the community. It's it's, it's, it's inspiring stuff. It really is. It really, really well, is. Well, if you want to boost your chances of getting in the London Marathon, the best thing to do is to become an affiliated member of 40 Runs. Yeah. And then you'll have a sort of like a second ballot as well amongst the Yeah, and enter the normal ballot, 100%, because it's free. And then, and as I say, join as an affiliated member. Mm. And then when all that information comes out, that we don't know at the moment, because England Athletics uh, uh, obviously don't know themselves at the moment. So when they do, then obviously mm. then I, did I don't s- get involved in the club other than the coaching side. So I don't mm. know how all that stuff works. But um, then information will come out and, you know, go into it. If you want to do it, have a go. Why not? I did see that um, this year's ballot. They're going to. Um, they sh- we should hear whether we're in or not by the end of June, which is not ideal, but a lot better than it has previously been with. Yeah, I London, think that's good. So that's I'll be good. honest with you. I, I think that's good. I think that's really good that they're doing it in June. Okay, like as we know, I give London Marathon events a bit of our time. Um, I think June's good. I think that's mm. a good. Ch- I think that's a good chat. Plenty of time. I'm really busy at the moment doing people's training plans and stuff like that, and. Uh, I can't take any more coaching clients on, you know, it's, 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 everybody's like sort of hunting out now ready for, I think, planning through the summer and, and autumn. But people, it, I think coming out in June is a really good thing because you can get organized, but you can sort of do not pre-plans before the plans, but you can get some structure into your running. You can start thinking about what's this going to, what's this going to look like? How's this going to feel when I do go into that? whatever plan it is. And again, it doesn't have to be a 16 week plan. You can start now uh, if you want to put that much structure into it, but it's really cool to see that, you know, that they're coming out, coming out in June. And I've got to give them a shout out actually, because they did it. The London marathon, I think is, is so, it was so well organized. It, it was, it was blinding. I mean, now you come onto you in a set with the volunteering stuff, but it, it was effortless this year. It, again, it was just, it was just a highlight of, of, I think what, this country does well. Do you know what I mean? We, there was a what's it load of money raised for charity. The streets of London were lined like Cutty Sark, Ben, when it was about, what I say to you, was it eight deep I counted around yeah, Cutty that, that was crazy. And then as we got round to Tower Bridge, the noise there. Oh, it's peeing down the rain, right? It's like yeah. one of the worst weather days you could imagine. It's cold and it's wet. And the place, Canary Wharf was mental. Right. I mean, mental. The ground was shaking. Obviously, you had the 40 runs cheer station that you could hear from space. And it, the place and it, and again, it just shows you what we do well. And, and fair play to London Marathon events. The, the medal's great. The, the, the whole organisation of it is brilliant. And, and even the expo, right? I mean, again, I'll go mad. But the, the, most of that, 99% of the expo is a complete waste of time. Right. If you, but if you're doing it for your first time, hundred percent check it out. But basically, if you're if you're like me, going to get your, your fifth bid or wherever it was, you know, you could literally walk in, go thanks very much, turn around, and come straight back out again. I mean, there is the point that ideally they send it out to us, yeah, because I just think you know carbon footprint, all that sort of stuff. But if they want us to go there, they did make it really easy this year. You could literally go in, spin around, and come straight back out again. You didn't mm. have to do all the other stuff. It, it made a big difference not being able to go to any of those points. Yeah. You didn't have to go and find your number or your, name or your letter. It was just all there. Go and find the empty one and bang, no queues. Yeah, it was. And, and the people there, again, so well organised, so friendly, so welcoming. People are nervous. People are anxious at these events. Maybe it's their first marathon or whatever, right? It's just, it's incredible. You know, it's like with the volunteers, like people like Al and that, you know, and the rest of the guys who did it. To, to, to tone some of that anxiety down. It was really cool. We've got to tell us to come out on the video on um, Sunday, the like the runners weekend videos out. It's a little bit more like detail behind the scenes kind of stuff. And uh, we was having a chat, weren't we? Out over the elites, right? Are warming up over this, through this road. And they're doing all their kicks and their A skips, B skips, C skips and all this sort of stuff. And then we're shouting across at each other. Ben spotted him because we, we've been in a week for a queue for a week. And then all of a sudden, all the all the forties from all the different fans. There's Mel down there going, "Oh, lads!" And then there's there's, there's Claire Pitt, and it was just having this full blown convo. And I don't think any other any other running club would ever have that, right? At the, where where you're in the we're in the start, and we're talking over the elites. We got no interest in the elites, like zero, right? The winner of the the ladies race, up and down, up and down. We're having a we're having a good old chat about God knows what, and we're I'll see you later, and then. <laughs> 
when it did the race. It's mad, isn't it, Al? So apologies, if you was in a queue trying to hand over your bag and there was no one on the trucks, it's because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, were we were behind the back, literally having a proverbial kind of cigarette. No, no, it was so good. It was so, it was so good. And I tell you what, I don't know about you, Ben, but it almost calmed me down a bit, didn't it? Because you sort of, didn't you? Yeah, it really, it really did. It was so helpful because I think we we went into the toilet queue. I texted the Hartford lot and we're like, oh, we're in the queue. And then next minute, we just got screams from everywhere for people to kind of get our attention. And it, it did. It just took your mind off it because I, I, I think for me, the tube journey into London, I was sat there really in my own head. I had to put music on and stuff. And then as soon as you saw people that you knew, it instantly calms you down. And then yeah. again, we were probably talking race and stuff like that. So seeing other people just to talk about random things was so helpful and just to kind of deep, like kind of stop thinking about it really made an impact. Yeah, it was. It was. It was huge. And I've got to give a shout out. I don't know the name of the guy. Do you know? remember the name of the girl? It's been the story. So we was in the queue for having a wee. And his geezer turns up. And, and all of a sudden he goes, are you the geezer from the radio? Oh, yes, he didn't say geezer, but are you, are, you, are, you on ra- are you the man from radio? And I went, nah. What? Nah. Like that. And then he goes, no, you are. And I went, I'm not on radio. I, went, I know your voice. I went, I'm not. I'm telling you now, bruv. It's lovely. But I tell you now, I ain't on radio. Right? I've got a face for radio, but that's about it. He went, no, no. He, you're on that podcast. That was it. <laughs> and then and then it all twigged, didn't it? And then I had to do a message for, what was his? I can't I remember. What was his her name? You told her, didn't you tell her to shut up? Yeah. He, he said, <laughs> he said can, you, can you give her a voice message? But quite an abusive one. I went, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. She, she love it. She loves it when you give the boys our time. I went, I can't do that. He went, no, do it. She'll love it. So I, I did this thing in the queue. It was the most bizarre thing in the world, wasn't it? But what was his parting comment to you? Can you remember? No. He went, I can't believe I've met a celebrity. <laughs> and me, me and Simon literally started looking all round us as if like, where did we miss the celebrity? Yeah. <laughs> ben Parks was in the queue in front of us, right? So I got to talk to Ben. Do you know what I mean? But it was just the way he went, you're the geezer off the radio. Radio? What are you talking about? So obviously they hear the voices, but it's amazing that in different mm. mediums, right? So some people watch a YouTube channel, some people, you know, whatever, watch this live. And then other people just listen to the podcast. So they've never seen their beautiful faces. It's mad, isn't it? I tell you ben Parks is another one we can get in the Battle of the Bens, isn't it? We could, oh, we're I'll tell you a funny album. story. I'll tell you a funny She's not here tonight, so I'll tell you this. Jatilla was on course, right? And she was at about mile 22, 23. And she was sitting on the railings, like, not minding her own business, because she had a megaphone, but she must have been having a quiet minute, right? I saw her. I went up to her and I shouted, right, something like, ain't you got something better to be doing? Or something like that. And she went, oh, yeah, and they went absolutely mad when she realised as I ran off who it was. But I sort of spotted her sitting on the railings, just having a quiet moment to herself. Absolutely hammered her as I went past. Brilliant. I must have passed her a couple of minutes after you because she still looked slightly shell shocked as I kind of came yeah, up. That should be. Oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 oh, I've got to say, uh, Mike, uh, make sure you check out the video. Of, I've actually included Simon's rating, right? Which is it is an is an embarrassment, really. <laughs> but I've actually included his rating a second time in this week's video because because of the amount of comments we got. On that video that's had like 20,000 views already, yeah, there's more comments about Simon's rating than me running around the streets of London. So, Mike, uh, where is it? Here we go. Make sure you watch the end of this week's video or watch last week's, uh, the one that's already come out. Uh, it's It defies logic, the boys. He's, he's the harshest man, right, in the world. I don't, re- I don't remember him ever giving a 10 for a race. Do you? I mean, I when when he announced his rating, I I was tempted to kind of fall over, but I didn't think I'd get back up again. So I just yeah had, yeah, yeah yeah had to was, look shocked at that point. It was it was it was. So Ben, you know, it was your first marathon. Could you just sort of like sum up how it went briefly? Not go through the whole sort of three hours, <laughs> thirty minutes, however much it was. Um, I have to say, overall, um, amazing experience. I think doing London, it was just I think mind blowing for me. Everyone's advice, you know, and I think Al spoke about this was just enjoy it. And actually that that was all I had in my mind was I wanted to enjoy it. 
ran with Chris and Cy for probably 14 miles, I think. Um, and then Chris kind of took off and I stayed with Cy and then got to a point that I was like, I need to just push on a bit. And I have to say, the highlight for me, and I think I said it on Facebook, was absolutely coming around that corner and just hearing the, the 40 cheer station. I've looked at the pictures and I was convinced that I was in that, on that stretch of road by myself. I had no awareness that anyone else was around me. I mean, my arms were in the air, pretty Shock. much pictures. Shock Ruining off. everybody's pictures, um, did it all, all day. And, <laughs> and I saw, I think I saw Hayden first and then I saw you and Big Bet. And as I kind of went went round the group on, on the way, it was just kind of seeing everyone, you know, and, and it was just, it was that boost at the time of the race that I think you really needed to get mm. you through. And Wilco, we had the chat on, on Tuesday night and I was saying that, I'd struggled probably mile 17, mile 16 to 20. And at mile 20, just in my head, just went, okay, it's 10K. That That's it. Forget what's gone. Yeah. Just that 10K. And that was, I, th I think mentally I needed just that distance and then was kind of counting down to the finish line. Saw Sabrina and Tobe on, on the kind of approach to the finish line and, and crossing that. Got my medal and I was just like, right, where do I go to get my bag? And I hear, oi. And I was like, and then, <laughs> and then and you put yourself on the telly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that famous. There's that famous bloke again. Um, yeah, but yeah. It it was for for me. Nothing. Nothing will beat that. It, you know, mm. my first marathon, and I mean, obviously, I've entered the ballot for next year. I would love to do London every year. I think you know, it's it, it's just a great, great, I, sport, I, I, great environment. I, ben, I don't know about you, but when I I genuinely had, like welled up when I saw the cheer station, right? Yeah. It was probably the most emotion. I was more emotional at the cheer station coming up to it, seeing you guys, Kim with a camera out, obviously Hayden had to stand there in his Boston jacket. Um, but as I'm coming, as I'm coming, I genuinely, I was really emotional when, um, when I was coming up because I don't think you realize what, it, I don't think people, you know, on the cheer station, what it actually means. To people to see that it, especially me knowing obviously you guys you, you know what you've come together and done it's, it's incredible but i was genuinely emotional when i came up obviously i then showboated natch but i was more emotional there than i was when i finished like well when i finished i was just i i was at well, i was chatting to people basically but um <laughs> uh, i had to interrupt somebody's interview live on tv but the um but yeah, I, I was genuinely, genuinely emotional when I saw the cheer station. It's incredible. It really was. It was so, so loud. It was mental. But nothing, nothing prepares you for that. Like no. genuinely, I had the same thing as I'd kind of gone past mm. and it was that initial reaction and then seeing everyone on the way round because it was so deep and so mm. like such a, such a long kind of queue and I, I just kind of seeing people. And just after I passed it, and that was when it hit me, and and I I genuinely had like I had to wipe away a, a couple of tears because I was just like, wow, yeah. that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. But also, yeah. I I wasn't prepared for for that for that noise and that kind of fear <laughs> that you're just like, <laughs> and and then you almost feel sorry for everyone else in the race because they don't. No, I did. I didn't feel sorry for them for one second. <laughs> I um I felt quite emotional about it afterwards, really, because I, I mean I'd I'd done Manchester the week before, and sort of like gone up to support and. I used to have to try to get to Canary Wharf to go to work on Marathon Day, and it used to be an absolute nightmare for the travel and all this sort of thing. So I've always had a bit of a difficult relationship with the London Marathon. But just being there and just taking it all in the night, seeing everybody's posts afterwards about their emotional journey and how it went, and, you know, yeah, it was great to see, um, you know, Mo Farah and all this stuff, but we're just ordinary people. We're just ordinary people doing mean. an extraordinary thing. Yeah. All I think people, it didn't matter whether you did it in, we, you know, we had 40s who were doing it in sub three. We had yeah. 40s who took nearly eight hours to do it. It just didn't Amazing. matter. And they all did it. They all had their own journey. And it is a life changing experience. Yeah. Doing a marathon I, is a bloody hard thing to do. Yeah. And it is, and it is, is one of the greatest things and one of the greatest achievements that you will ever do. I think one, if you don't get to go to London, do another one. Yeah, I think, go out and do one. I think we'll case okay, just two two things, and then we'll move on. But I think I think the, the the other motion for me was coming up and seeing that, and then knowing that behind me 
was a was a lot of our guys coming through and knowing that they it's, it's a funny thing to think of but knowing that they would be coming getting that support i knew that they were going to get that so when i i, I high-fived mm. everybody as i ran off i think uh, whatever it was i don't know what really happened i can't remember it but but it was that that was the thought afterwards like this is amazing because when when the rest of the team right come through here they are going to get such a lift yeah right from this it really is and the, and the second thing really just to, just to like sort of end you know about london was it, it is a proud moment for me because all this 40 runs madness started at effectively at the london marathon when i was there on my own and then to to come back see the massive cheer stack well firstly right see young james get the first medal on the weekend on saturday that i was buzzing about that to see him right to see our volunteers at the mini mile then to see our volunteers on on race day yeah and then and then to see the cheer station i saw i saw obviously speedy michael um in his 40 runs top chasing down the elites that's brilliant um but then to see to see that whole thing go through and then to see our like club runners you know complete it obviously carolyn on you know getting a place through the bottom and tearing you know just to just to sit back and just go you know what this is this is amazing you know the club has put four people through this plus a volunteer we've got the cheer station we've got the volunteers this is immense yeah so and and the friendships and and the and the relationships that have all been built around this yeah some people have left but they're still friends and it's amazing and that's it's all been created through 40 runs and the community and the club and I, and i think you you actually need to take a step back because i certainly did after the race and think you know what that's crazy that's mad but it's beautiful at the same time mm. so right let's move on got, now, now hold on a second oh, before we move on i've got one more london marathon question for you oh. You were talking as if that might be your last London, is it? Uh, yeah, well, it was a charity place rolled over from 2020. Um, I go into the ballot like anybody else, but I know realistically I've got 4% chance. So unless unless I get a, a sponsor invite, um, you know, uh, I, I won't say any more than that, but unless I get a sponsor invite for it, or I, I'm lucky enough in the ballot ballot because i don't i've never put myself into the club ballot i will i refuse to do that it's one of the main things that i made clear when we set up the club because i want to give everybody else who's part of the club a chance which i think is the right thing to do um but yeah so that i'm not going to take another charity place because i don't think people will give me any more money so realistically that's probably my last london unless i'm dead lucky in the ballot hmm. um so yeah so I hope next year I can come and be part of the cheer station. I'm going to hopefully be able to get there um, or volunteer. Whatever whatever comes our way, I've obviously not made a decision about that, other than the fact that I would like to be involved somehow in the day. But again, listen, I don't know what's around the corner. I might get a place in June. I might get a sponsor invite. I might get whatever. Who knows, right? But in my head, I had that that was my last London. Mm. Um which is why I wanted to have the best time with obviously Cy and Ben going and doing it with them, which was just so. And then you ran off. <laughs> yeah, and then I, then I said, oh, sod this. They're going to throw. And I left them, as you'd expect. I just wanted to clear that up, mate, before we left the subject of this year's London Marathon. Ow. There's been quite a lot of. Um, yeah, where do we start in the questions? Messages and stuff. You want to go to questions? There's a few comments that have come in about London. Uh, Matthew Bond, one of our listeners, is obviously was out there running it. He's given a big thanks to all the, the 40 cheer squad and everyone else that was on the course um, on the day supporting. Um, Robert Ashworth, we've obviously inspired him to enter the ballot. He's never done a race. He's never done a park run. So you might as well just go big or go home. Yeah, so, Good luck to that, Robert. A um, couple of questions that kind of tie in... Um, to the experiences of, of running London. Paul McGee got blisters at mile 14. Um, mm. Always trained in the same socks and in the same trainers. Have we got any particular advice for him? I think it was the weather. To be honest with you, it was the wet weather. I mean, the only thing is I, I put on probably eight tubs of Vaseline on my feet yeah. and around my toes and around, around literally I bathed them in Vaseline and then sort of 
tried to slide my sock on um, because I knew it was going to be extremely wet underfoot. Um, that's my that's my biggest tip yeah, for that. I think that points missed that you tend to get the the Vaseline advice around chafing around certain parts, but actually, yeah. your feet is probably as important, if not more, yeah. to get it wrong. Um, so yeah, that's 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 hopefully Paul next year it won't be raining, but if it is, or if you're doing another marathon in the wet, you kind of know what to look for. Um, Vince is taking a down week. He did he's done two sub three marathons in just under three weeks. Legend. Uh, he's having a complete rest before he picks up the so. picks up the slack ready for Berlin. And Henry didn't get your surname. I think he ran it and uh, he's going straight into training for a Dragon Fifty Miler in Ouch. July. So I think we'll talk about that as well when we get on to post race blues and. Yeah, and, and actually, Al, if you don't mind, I'll just pick up on that because I've taken a down week um, this week. Uh, uh, I've never taken a week off after a marathon, but after chatting with Coach Hayden, uh, we decided this would be best for me. Um, and I think it's worked, to be honest with you, mentally, physically. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I think it's worked. Um, there's obviously a lot to process after a big race. Uh, busy as well. But um, I think actually I've, I've felt better for it. Also, I think because we've got this biking thing to do, um, that's slightly impacted that. But um, after taking this week off, I feel really motivated to get going again. Like, really motivated. Like, I'm already planning out next week's double running and all this, which is complete madness. I mean, you should just, just gently come back in, right? But I do feel like, actually, that week off after... Has really helped actually. It really, really, it really, it really has helped me. Uh, I've had a similar experience because obviously, you know, I was a, I was in Manchester, so I'm a week ahead of you boys. Um, and um, yeah, I did nothing from the Sunday. I went and did part run on Saturday morning. I've done nothing in between. And ne- this week, I've been out to a couple of times. I'm going to go out a couple of times over the weekend, and I'm feeling like I'm really back into it. We did have a message for um, on the Insta from uh, Lauren Ord regarding the sort of like marathon. It's the sort of stuff, um, it's a bit kit-related, which is the sort of stuff that Chris will often talk about on um, Bite Size, which is the Monday episode, so don't miss that. Make sure you join him live at 8 o'clock now. Yeah, we pushed it out at 8. It seems to eight work. 8 o'clock on a Monday. And it's also, it'll also be on Spotify and all the others. Um, she said, um, it's, but this is quite a common sort of not-too-techy sort of question, I thought. Um, it was her first ever marathon in London, and she did it in uh, three hours, 29 minutes. Brilliant, well done. Okay. In a pair of ghost, uh, Brooks Ghosts. Do you think I should try a carbon shoe? And if so, do you have any recommendations? I should think there's quite a few people who would thought this would you know be interesting. Yeah, it was quite, it's a good point because it was quite interesting uh, being the geek that I am. When I'm running along, I'm looking at people's shoes and I'm looking at their pronation. And I'm, if I'm not looking with coaching eyes in terms of people's form and, you know, things like that, I'm looking at people's shoes. And there was like some really interesting stuff going on. There was people in like, Reebok Energy Float Rides, and there was people in, there was somebody, poor bloke, in a pair of Kimbaras, which he might as well just run on the concrete. Um, so it is interesting to see. It was like our very own Jatilla doesn't run in a plated shoe. So I think with with the um, price of those shoes that has come down significantly, I would say, because you can pick up some of the older models, 
I mean, there was a period of time where you could pick up a vapor fly for 150 quid, which is a what's it load of money. Well, I appreciate that. But I think if you can, if you can, you know, afford it, then then think about trying it. Um, you know, but I would definitely look at the ones that are in the sale. You don't need to go out and buy an endorphin elite for 300 quid for mm-hmm. sake. I would, I would, I would definitely give it a try. You know, the technology's proven to work. Um, whether it makes an old overall difference in terms of your speed, it's questionable. I think you you know, you've got to train, train well, train consistently, put the effort in, and and then everything else will take care of itself. But the shoes, they do help. I mean, Ben and I went we, we went off from the line, didn't we? We're all going, this shoe, this feels a bit lively. We was like six thirty per mile. We and so I goes, uh, yeah, that's because you're in the plate you choose, you're in your ratios. And we're like, Oh, yeah, good point. Because you, you, you know it, that you can't help it. You feel a bit. Oh, this is nice. It's off we and go. You've got the adrenaline as well, haven't you? The occasion. Yeah, exactly. So I think yes, I would definitely try it. But I would, I would try and get something that's that works for you. Not all the shoes work. Some I've got higher arches. Some don't fit so good. Some you know, it's, it's very difficult. It's that's part of hard. the problem, is it? It's quite a costly investment. So try yeah. to find the right shoe that's going to work for you. You don't want to be blowing through nine hundred quid before you find the the right shoe so it's a tricky one in terms of each of the styles each of the most kind of push a little bit something different these days don't they i think the most i think the most um sort of user-friendly versatile and easy to get on with as your first carbon shoe it's probably the socket endorphin pro three i've got the twos i've had three yeah I, I, i would try the three uh, they're coming down in price, and the new one's not out till next year, early next year. Um, there'll be a load of new colorways and stuff at some point. So um, I would look to pick up some of the, the first colorways that dropped. It's a very – it's probably one of the more forgiving carbon plate you choose that are out there um, with the speed roll technology and everything about it. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you're looking maybe to get into – you know, get your first pair of carbon shoes – and I think you can pick you can, if you shop about you can tend to to pick them up a little bit cheaper. All right. Mm. right, so let's move on. But tune in on bite size on Monday. We talk about all this. Bite size Monday, eight o'clock, YouTube yeah. and Facebook. Right, where else you got Al? Um, a, a few people uh, supporting the view that a down week is particularly good. So uh, Julie's done it. Dermot's done it. Uh, who else has done it? Uh, Gal's done it. So quite a lot of support for for having that physical rest um shout out to aaron i know aaron is going for three and three now aaron paris newton he's been a long-term supporter of this podcast mm. um he did manchester he then surprised me by doing london he's and now he's well. told us he's going milton Keynes. and i know talking to him offline he's had a few issues getting his fueling and hydration right so uh third time lucky there and hopefully you are learning between every race mm. what didn't work so eventually you'll hit on the magic formula of what will work. Um, and just, a, 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 you know, a lot of love for all the advice that the community and the podcast listeners have got out of us over the weeks and months that oh, we've been doing this now in terms of getting them ready for that big day. That's a really good point, Al. I, my Instagram DMs, right, I mean, they're busy, but they, and it's usually Ben. Um, no, <laughs> they have been mental, right, uh, since London, but with really, really, really nice stuff to, to, about the show and the advice and the tips and from all of us that and people have listened to us over their training over the you know it doesn't necessarily London, but all the spring stuff that's happened, right? We've got some really nice feedback, and again, big shout out to everybody for for dropping me a line and saying thanks. But thank you guys for. Um, you know, for, for, for tuning in and stuff. But we, we generally have had some really nice stuff from people that we've kept company over there. They're, they're bleeding long, 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 long runs and stuff like that. And, and the tips and stuff that we've, you know, and it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's tips, it's just stuff that, you know, obviously some of us are coaches and, and whatnot, but it's just stuff that we picked up on. And, 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 and that's the, that's the, you know, the best thing that, about this is just, it's, it's, we've all learned, Ben's now learned, you know, uh, from his experience, best thing to do is not run with Simon. Cowboy up and just cover the big boys. What'd you say? And get uh, shoes that probably fit. Yeah, shoes that fit. Yeah, that might be a good, good shout. Um, that's a good shout as well, getting shoes that fit. Anyway, right, let's talk about 
because I kind of alluded to, I think um, sort of post blues, post things and what to do, you know, if you're now in that position, um, I would give a, a quick plug uh, because uh, like it's gone mad in terms of people who've downloaded. There's a free training plan on the 40 runs website. If you go, I think it's 40 runs.com forward slash coaching. I probably should have checked that before we did tonight's show, but there's a plan on there, right? If, if you want to do, if you want something to do for six weeks, right? Because uh, you've come out of training or whatever, there's a free plan on there at the moment, and it's it's not it's not mental the stuff that's on there, and you don't have to do it on the days that it says you have to do it. You can pick and choose some stuff. There's some session ideas on there and things like that. It's free. Just go and grab it, right? And I think I think moving into what we want to talk about to have some form of structure or purpose to your running the next few weeks will actually help. So, like I said, I've taken a week off, right? I'm now motivated to get back into running. The best thing that's going to help me with my running is getting some structure in. I've got a race booked, uh, Hackney Half. We're doing Hackney Half, and then I've got that biking stupid thing, um, which I'm I, I, I'm so angry about it. But I'm doing it just to prove Tobe, just to prove Tobe that biking is not good, right? And it's not fun, and it's not enjoyable. I'm, that's the only reason I'm doing it. But then, you know, I've got races. We've got South End. We've got some other things that are coming, and I think to get um, to get sort of into that mentality of, oh, right, I'm back running. I've got this structure. I've got my frequencies. I've got an idea of where I'm going. But still have that enjoyment-ish of not being so regimented that you was with your, your if you you know, if you miss a run, so what? You don't have to do 20 miles or go out for a three-hour run this weekend. You can pick and choose what you're doing. But I do find myself having a little bit of structure, a little bit of focus, does sort of push down some of those blues that you get after doing a, a big a big race or a big event. I, th- I do think that helps. Do you think that's something that you can sort of grow into? Because I'm finding, like, um, I'm a, you know, I'll be two weeks this weekend since I did my marathon. And now I've, in- I've enjoyed the rest week. Now I've enjoyed doing a bit of stuff. Oh, yeah, well, I'll go out with you on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'll go out for a sort of, like, a run with my cousin on a Thursday that I've not done for a couple of months, just go and have a potter about with him. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I'll just go up to such and such and come back again. Not worry. It's nice not to have, I've yeah. got to do six miles today. I've got to do 12 miles tomorrow. And that, so is it something that you can sort of like push into so that in, when you get to sort of like week four or five, a little bit further down the line, you think, right, I've got that structure back now. I've got my days when I'm going running. I know where I'm going to go and roughly what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, transition into it basically. Yeah, you want you, you want to free your mind up uh, of the the sort of or take those shackles off of being in a plan, but then without sort of do it, well. Let's say doing it subtly, putting yourself back into one <laughs> without realizing. So sort of pick up your frequencies, mm. you know, find those patterns again, and, and and get that. We talk about rhythm all the time. Get that rhythm in your training. So. When you do decide what your next goal is, whatever that is, whether it's to bring your 5K time down, and we're going to do a show about bringing your 5K time down, by the way, or whether it's, you know, going for your you know half marathon or whatever, whatever your next goal is, when it comes to it, you're in a much better place mentally and physically to be able to, to, be able to take that on. I think that's that's a good check. Hey, Wilco, just one sec. I've just seen a question. I'm going to answer it, and then we're going to carry on. Yeah, okay. Um, from Rod, because if I if I forget it, any opinion on dry needling for injury recovery? Yes, it's brilliant. I've had it several times. It's brilliant. Go to Monica if you're in Hertfordshire, MFB Osteo. She's like a an, a wizard with or witch actually with that stuff. She's um, in the nicest possible way, man. Yeah. Now, honestly, dry needling for me has really really worked. So definitely check it out. Right. Sorry, carry on, Wilco. Yeah, I just wanted to bring Al in on the importance of sort of like mini targets and setting. Um, even if it's, you know, you might be that you're going to do another marathon in the next six months, but sort of like looking forward to perhaps another event in sort of like six to eight weeks. Would you suggest that? That's yeah, a good way forward? It's, a, it's a very highly personalized decision. Um, I think there's, there's, we've spoken a little bit about the physical stuff, um, needing to take some, some time out to rest. And that's very much about listening to your body. You know, I think from a mental point of view, which is is kind of where I've had the mental post-race blues, it's about taking time out to reflect on your marathon experience. Not everyone ran a great race. Not everyone did what they set out to achieve. 
So, and I've had that experience of coming off some big races and being blooming disappointed. Um, so it's about taking some time and not rushing into anything because what you don't want to do is you don't want to fall out of love with running, I assume. Mm. You know, you want to carry on doing it and you want to be motivated, however that is, whether it's through chasing six stars, a PB, or or just getting out and, and visiting places. So it's taking that time to kind of evaluate what you got out of this period of training, what you got out of the experience on the day. You know, listening to you guys talk about Canary Wolf, I think that's now becoming one of the iconic spots on the race. Cutty Sark and Tower Bridge do it for the pictures, but actually for a runner now in Canary Wolf, it's just a total different experience when you hit 18. And if you can reflect on that and go, I want more of that, then, you know, you're set up well. I think coming down to the practicalities, um, there is a reason why the elites don't run many marathons in a year. And I know we all know people in the community that smash out a marathon every single week or are doing, you know, one a month or something. And that takes some real mental and physical um, strength to do it. But um, I think in terms of what, what Chris is saying, in terms of easing in, for me, it's about finding time to do something different and just challenge yourself. So don't get, for me, I don't want to get sucked into that plan too quickly because mm. it is all encompassing and it means you miss out doing other things. Um, yeah. This time I haven't run a marathon, but I've made sure I've turned up at Parkrun every Saturday and I've got some great memories for the first half of this year just from doing that. Doing um, I think, you know, if you've neglected your 5K and you want to just test yourself on that speed, you know, you can have a six or eight week program where you just, you know, mm. fine tune perhaps your form or you fine tune your fitness or you, you cross train and do some strength training to complement. And hopefully that just takes the pressure away from the big goal. And then when you are ready to go into a serious block of training, you've kind of had that decompression, you've done the evaluation and you, you kind of know what you want to get out of, you know, the second half of the year. What are you doing next, Ben? What's your What's thoughts coming out, coming out? Uh, so I think I made the mistake this week. I came on Tuesday to uh, to the Hartford group and and ran. And actually, it was nice to get flush through the legs. But actually, I struggled after that. It, Told you. that. That took my legs and told you you to kind of just tell me. Told to you, idiot. Um, but having had, I think my next race is is Hackney, um, and I've I've had that booked in, and it, it's kind of one that I've done for the last couple of years. I really enjoy doing Hackney, so that's one that I would do. So I knew I had that to look forward to. And I think pre-marathon, I'd had a few plans in terms of, right, this is my goals over the summer. But actually, one of the important things, and I think, Wilco, you mentioned this either on our Hartford chat or on Facebook, about, you know, I live I live by myself, and actually I've, I've gone into the office twice this week. The guys hate me because literally by the end of yesterday, it was like, oh, did you run a marathon? You haven't actually mentioned it like in the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm not wearing my medal today, so you're <laughs> Um, and then pulled it out of my pocket because I did still have it um, but actually just having that interaction with other people just to distract my mind and talking to different people about it hopefully there should be like loads of people at my work who are signing up for 40 runs because they're all it's really nice to yeah. get again that feedback of oh it, you know seeing that and an email went out of work yesterday with the picture of me at the finish line which did was you, really did nice. you have your arms in front of anybody else's faces they they were actually out long ways this time. I so. think this is a new phenomenon, by the way. If you've got a picture and somebody's got your their arms, it's called you've been bend. Amazing. Because like all my pictures, I've been bend. Right. Not all of them. There's one. Know, there is one where I haven't been bend, and that's when I left him. I, I the only reason I left him because you're fed up. I was fed up. I'm not getting any pictures because basically all he did was his arms were here, his arms were every single picture. So it's a new national phenomenon. If if you've uh, got any pictures and some of his arms, you've been bent. It's not good for Instagram, though, is it, Ben? Because it's, it's all too wide, isn't it? You know, yeah. you need the portrait. You need Slightly. To this is this is the thing. So let's see what what happens in South End, right? We'll see if we can um, <laughs> continue the phenomenon. Well, you've got a top because they they're using the South End. They're using me and Si when we was doing airplanes this Amazing. for the promo when we was doing our our wings where Si was doing the sound effects, which he didn't really need to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> they are using the picture of us fair planes. If you look close, you can see Simon's lips that he's going. <laughs> 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 
the challenge is self in South End is we're running with Big Ben, right? I'm going to have to be on tiptoes. Oh yeah, how are we going to get around that? To be able to block mm. him out. Yeah, they, this is going to be a problem. We might. Yeah, we'll have to just we have to go round him, jump in front yeah. of the photographer, and run back out again. <laughs> <laughs> so to get back, sorry, to get back sorry. on topic. Um, Chris, what would you be? What would you advise be to people who are not feeling it? Because we've said, oh yeah, I've got rest and I'm back out, and we're all, try- you know, we've all been very positive. The three of us who have run a marathon in the last fortnight, we've all been very positive about what we want to do next, and we've got plans for that. What if you're really feeling down in the dumps and you're laying on the sofa eating chocolate digestives, watching a snooker? You know, what if you don't want to do anything? What's the best way to get going? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think firstly, don't beat yourself self up about feeling like that. Um, if you are feeling down, talk to somebody about it, to be honest with you. That's the first thing I would do. Make sure you, you pick up the phone to somebody if you can. Um, but I would, I would, personally, I would get myself out. I would lace up. I wouldn't necessarily take my watch with me. And I would just, just go out and run. And go and pick your favourite route. Pick a, a route that you know, like, back of your hand. I would, I would look to do that. I would... Um, Look to um, probably it sounds funny, but it's good. but like we've got like with the forty runs running club, you know, we've got these the social groups, we've got the 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 groups, you know, all up and down the country. But if there's not one near you, and and you and you don't necessarily like going to a group run, then why not join in on a Wednesday when the guys do the virtual run, seven o'clock, bit of purpose, yeah. Oh, seven o'clock, I've got to go out for a run. But just, you know, if you can't do that, but you, you do have something on your doorstep, like a regular meet, something like that would, would do. And of course, and, and Al's going to obviously shout this, the power of park run comes into play straight away. You know, it's there nine o'clock. But if you don't necessarily fancy running, why not volunteer? You know, so you get that social aspect. And as soon as you start getting that, especially if you're volunteering at park run, then you'll get that sort of, oh, actually, I could probably fancy running this. You know, and, and it, it's slowly but surely. So the, I think there's a couple of tips big takeaways there firstly go out and run but you know run run to feel without your watch Al calls it naked but whatever just go and run your favorite route and just do whatever whatever feels good maybe meet up you know with a with a local group whether it be a 40 runs club or or something else uh, we've got the virtual club on a wednesday at seven o'clock give you a bit of purpose but also find your local park run and if you don't fancy running then volunteer i think there there are four things there that can really help you sort of get I think back as well. Time. Also, um, I mean, we've had a, it's not been a great week weather wise here, but um, you know, the weather is beginning to pick up. You're getting the light evenings, you know, that should, that should help as well. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you get that, what's it called? Sad, isn't it? When it's yeah. um, all like, and it, and, it, and it's, it just seems to have rained forever. Hmm. Right. So I, I don't know what's going on there. So hopefully, we, you know, you start getting some dry days and things like that. That's really going to help. But I th- honestly, I think for anybody who is, you know, feeling like that, just t- take one of those four things I just gave and and whichever one it is. But I think honestly, in a serious, serious point, if you're feeling that low, make sure you talk to somebody. That's the, that's the key, I would I would say. Now, have we got any more questions or anything? Um, we've had some more people comment about how to recover. Um, I think I know this is from, I think it's Mel complaining that uh, her post-London recovery, you had her running up a mountain. It's good, so, for, it's good for her. Good I'm not for. sure if you, that's still on the, the recommendation. Yeah, 100%. There's a, there's a few people supporting the view that dry needling, um, even if you're needle needlephobic, is still a good idea. Um, so uh, go and have a look at that, find out what a little bit more about that. Facebook user, I don't know who you are, but big shout out. I don't know how you did it, but you broke your arm on Tuesday. So you're on 26 miles on Sunday. You, you kind of recover on Monday and then you're in A&E getting well, strapped up. Um, and, and the question is, anyone had any experience of that in terms of when are they likely to run? I think the answer is take doctor's advice. Yeah, Make sure you recover and don't do uh, any long-term damage. Mm. So yeah, they're the comments so far. I think coming in from from people. It is amazing, isn't it? It's um, you know, you see, you see, you do see so many people feel like this. It is, it is a real thing, you know. It's, it's not, you don't, you don't make it up. But honestly, just get out there and like as light as we say, you know, the the, the power of part run. Don't don't underestimate. And that's difficult if you're not in the UK, right? 
Um, but it's uh, it's definitely worth. I've just seen a question come in. Right, these things, race magnets, worth the money? No, stick with pins. Absolute waste of money. Absolute waste. Oh, Ben looks like he's going to say something important. So I don't use the magnets, but I use the clips. Um, so you yeah, the clips. You can get forty yards. Um, but I, I find them, I find them great. I've started using. Just make sure if you're going to a race, you take a hole punch with you. Yeah, make sure Petra's got her hole punch if you're going. I just yeah. think the whole thing's a massive waste of time. You can just use safety pins. Oh, but they leave a hole in your top. Yeah, oh. but it's it, those those things. Then you got to line it up, take off. It's a lot of aggravation. Just get this thing and then stick it in up. You end up sticking it in yourself anyway with the the, the needle, didn't it? So no, but those those magnets, absolute pony. Don't bother. Useless. Yeah, waste of time. There you go. I had a real consumer advice there. I was going to bring the conversation back to the marshalling because oh. I think the point I wanted to add, it's about finding something that's fun. And if you're not into senior park running, one of the best half hours you can have is to go and support a junior park run on a Sunday. Yeah. Because the kids absolutely love it. There's a few that might be dragged there by the parents. No, you can no, always spot them. Right. Really, there is no one not having fun on those Sunday morning runs. And and, and it cannot but help make you smile. Yeah, you know so, what, Al? You're yeah. bang on, right? And that's such a good point because on Tuesday, we did the kids in Hartford. If you don't know, we do a junior running program here in Hertfordshire, right? And Tuesday was the sort of first day out of sort of the house after London. And we did the kids session. And it was so much fun, right? Because they just love it. You know, 25 kids going berserk. We've got some real little ones and we've got some some older ones and we've got all the banter. Um, and and it, it, it just grounds you. It's, it's so much fun. So, yeah, that's a really good tip. Go down and volunteer at your local junior park run because that will just bring – you can't help but smile at them yeah. um, as they sort of run past. It's so good. If you're feeling blue and you go to Parkland and you see everyone whizzing past the 18-minute miles, it might not do your, your confidence the world of good. But at Junior Park Run, you cannot but just have fun, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good when you see those kids, like, flying around 2K. And they're like, and some of them are so small. And you're like, how the hell are they running? And they run some proper quick times. We've got, like, one of our runners, he's like 18-minute, I think, who is he, less than that, 5K, Josh's. And it, he's just so fast. And he's just an absolute machine. And then we we got we got some of the really tiny ones who just love it. There's so much fun. Honestly, it just brings a massive smile to your face. It's like the best day of the week when mm. when we do the kids programs. It really I mean, that sort of like lends itself to you know if you're fed up with running, you know, just do what you enjoy. Do that for a couple of weeks. Spend time with your kids and or get out and go, just go for a swim or you know go don't take, do biking. Go long don't walk. do biking, Wilco. Don't recommend biking to anybody. It's, I've got 40 miles to bike tomorrow, right? Ooh. I've got a list of stuff that I've got to get out. I've got, I don't know what I'm doing. You asked Tobe. I rang Tobe today. I said, Tobe, what, what have I got to wear for this thing? I've got absolutely no idea what I'm doing. So I just come around and make sure my tyres are pumped up because I know, I know whether they've got... Oh, so you don't know what you're wearing tomorrow? For, for the biking thing. Oh. So this is, this is what I'm saying to you. This, this whole biking thing is a massive waste of time and money. And it should be better spent. And and I just, I just I've got I can't tell you how irritated I am by the whole thing. So if you're doing bike 100, I would really recommend staying well away from me because all I'm going to do is moan loudly well, for five. Are you hours. not tempted that you know? Are you not tempted just to make the best of it? You got to do it. There's no point making it more miserable. You've just got to no. Just do it smiling face. Put a few tunes on. Actually, you can't wear it. You can't wear earphones. You've got to be like. What you can't I'm, wear the old chocks? No, I'm gonna. I'm just. I'll oh, mind you. I could put my phone on the thing. I'm just gonna moan. I'm gonna ride next to Tony. I'm gonna moan just to make his day miserable because his uh, mind's gonna be miserable. If, if it makes you feel better, I saw a post. They'll name nameless, um, but someone's now threatening to hand back their place on Ride London because they've only just realised it's a wooden medal. So there you go. Oh, that's that's a whole another topic, isn't it? I just I honestly done all that training. I thought he was eating sausage rolls the whole way around. I am. Uh, but this is this is a thing, right? This geezer told me this the other day. Apparently, when you get to halfway, you go into the halfway hut, right? And they stop the clock. And you're allowed in there as long as you want. This is what this geezer said to me. What sort of sport, right, lets you stop the clock at halfway? It's pathetic. Well, you football. Just, it, 
if you just stop, right? Yeah, but it's just if you're doing a hundred mile bike run thing, whatever it's called, you should, why are they stopping at the when you go into the halfway hut? That makes no sense to me. Because I could go in there and stay there for the rest of the day and just eat sausage sandwiches. And go, I was oh, very God. tempted when I was at, um, when I was um, doing Manchester the other week. We ran past a, a great a, a great looking second hand record shop, and I said to Mandy, who I was running with, we had a great time. I said, oh, I could just spend forty five minutes in there, just having a look, see what they got, sort of, and then just carry on going. It's, it's awful. I, I honestly, how do you carry your vinyl, home, Wilco? Yeah, oh, just wait, mate. Be fine. Just put me in. Right, Tracy. Tracy was there to support. You just pass them to the crowd, right? Yeah, that's right. I give him the trace. Legend, hero, absolute hero. Wilco, I just can tell you now. We've done fifty-eight minutes. I've got no What's... idea what we spoke about, by the way. No, I mean, it's sort of like on a scale of ten. How much value have we had? Uh, probably zero. Oh, I think we all. Well, you speak for yourself, mate. I think I've done quite well. <laughs> I've just. <laughs> I don't People are saying, look, winning in is great to see Wilco back. Yeah, there you go. It's see, great to see back. Getting some love. There you go. It's that, there you go. Out of, all, out of all the people who watch, one person. What? Well, yeah, thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, show him some love. Come on. <laughs> right, Wilco, right. Yeah, take us home. No. Shall I wind it up then? Yeah, you, uh, well, we've done 58 minutes. People have got to get to bed. Right, okay. Thanks very much for your company, everybody, and your attention and your questions. And big love to our sponsors, sketches.co.uk. Can you pop along and check out um, check out their great deals? We are on Facebook and YouTube at 7 o'clock every Friday night. And also, Chris does his bite-sized edition at 8 o'clock on Mondays. So double helpings every week. You know, what more could you ask for? We're too good to you. Um, but if you can't make it live, don't worry, because you can download this episode, Monday's episode, and all the dozens and dozens of episodes that we've done before. We're on all your favourite podcast providers, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, and all that. So just check out all that. Make sure that you're back again next week. Where we talk, some of us will be here. Our other members of the team will be here, and then we'll have loads to talk about again. If you're out running this week, stay safe, have a good time, and we will see you next week. 